Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? But today on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, we're talking about wood. Now, if you're just joining in, we're in a series where we're talking about all the different components of your custom home to familiarize ourselves and help you familiarize yourself with the potential of each of these aspects of building your custom home. We've gone through the whole custom home building process, design process in previous episodes. We're up here in the 50s episode range, and we're really getting into the fun part of each of these pieces of the organism that is your house, your living sphere that you are creating. And so last week, we talked about metal, before that masonry, and before that concrete. And wood is so, so, so diverse, or just so many aspects of it. So I'm going to touch on those to whet your appetite today. Most people are familiar with some of this, but it's good to have a a big summary. And the main goal here is, and you've probably heard it if you've listened for a while, you've heard me talk about this before, but the thing when it's put into the home is no longer meant to be the thing itself. It's meant to be integrated. So yes, I've got a fingernail. Yes, I've got a tooth. Yes, I've got a heart. And all of those describe a piece of me, but I'm not just looking at them at that is. Someone said something to me about, you know, I'm married and I love my wife. I think she's beautiful. And years ago, before all that, when I was being trained to be a man that I am, partialism is when you focus on a piece of somebody. So it was like, I'm attracted to this part of her body. I'm attracted to this part of her attitude. And when you do that with somebody, it's so easy to get hung up on just one piece and think that that is them. That is the whole thing. But when you step back and you look at all the aspects of somebody, then there's much more to appreciate them as an integrated whole, the good and the bad. When you keep that in your mind, then that shows that complete person to you. And now the person is already made. God already made them, right? They were born to a woman person has the DNA of the father and the mother, but they've become this this whole person now. And that's what we're doing with your home. We're taking the DNA of you. We're taking the desires that you have, the property that you've purchased, the place that you've done it, the rules of nature, the rules of the codes and the finances and things like that that are applied to the project. And we're letting that form into this home that you're going to enjoy for yourself, your friends, and your family. And if each thing is just slapped on and it's not integrated, then there's more that we could do with it. I remember my professor came in one time and looked at, I know I'm not talking directly about wood, but this is one of the most critical materials that this applies to because there's so much to it. You know, concrete and masonry definitely do metals as well, but wood is just so many aspects and potential opportunities. I want to touch on this point. He would walk up to my models as uh, Professor Martin Gold. He's a great professor. He was actually the first professor I met when I got my tour at college. But 
I was in my sophomore year and I came in and my model, I, we were designing a model and there's all these pieces on the floor next to my drafting table. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, I stayed up all night. I didn't sleep. I looked crazy. And I probably, you know, went to get a drink of water and I come back in the classroom and there's all these pieces on the floor. And at that, you're just like, okay. So, you know, class is three hours long and he goes around, meets with everybody. He comes back to me and he's like, I ripped all these pieces off your model because it didn't look any different to me without these pieces. And that let me know that they weren't necessary. He's like, whenever you're working, you want to design, feel free, throw in whatever you want. Try to get to know yourself, get to know the way you work, who you're designing for, who the audience is and the materials and things you have. But editing things that are not necessary, allow the actual message of the space, allow the ideas to shine. And he was like, all these pieces didn't do that for me. He was like, your project is better without these pieces. And that has stuck with me. That was in 2002 maybe the beginning of first semester 2003 when the winter but that was that long ago and i that was one of the most valuable lessons i got so i'm so thankful for someone willing to go tear up my stuff that when i was at uf i mean they would step on your models they would do crazy stuff to them if they didn't like what you did sometimes they would end class because the models were so bad <laughs> maybe they just wanted to go get coffee they were tired but uh it was fun and wild back then it might be like that today, but I, I don't know. So with wood, you maybe have preconceived notions. And I don't mean that in a good or bad way. I'm just saying about what wood means for your project. The number one thing we hear about wood is warmth. That's the number one thing that I, I hear about wood. But it also is just texture in general. It has qualities about structural, things like that. So we're going to go through a little bit of each of those to to just kind of recap and I'll probably speak to each of them a little bit. So the first thing we've got is the types of wood, the two major categories of wood that will most likely be used in your project. Now, this goes for the U.S. and I would say timber heavy countries like Scandinavia and stuff like that. Many other countries and like the Caribbean here, Mexico, much more and even Florida because our area, much more concrete block and things like that used if there's areas with a lot of stone. Stone may be one of the major things used in project, Colorado and Tennessee and stuff like that. I've seen that a lot. But even then, I'm seeing wood more so now. I'm not sure the exact stats. I'm just talking about observation from when I visited and seen things getting built. So you have hardwood and softwood. So it always struck me as so funny because in my mind, hardwood would be sound stronger. But the opposite is true in the context of how it's used. So generally, hardwoods are not used as structural components and softwood is used for structural component. And those are typically spruce, pine, fir, or some type of laminated, you know, or composite or something like that. Laminated veneer lumber, which again is still made of uh, softwood lumber. So for structural things, there's typically southern yellow pine uh, where it touches other materials. Pressure treated versions of that are used like if you're up against concrete or something like that. So that is like a group of wood. A lot of times those are hidden most of the time by the time the project is done by additive building. You know, we put wood and people put brick or stone on one side and drywall, tile, things like that on the other. Hardwoods, on the other hand, are the ones that we touch and feel most of the time. 
all those, a lot of people, especially like when they do slatted walls and things like that, will just use S4S pine, which just means it's finished on four sides and it looks like finished lumber. But inside, that's when you start getting more into like oak, maple, walnut, hickory, ashlar. Those are the ones that we tend to touch and feel and other than exterior fences. So pine is used on fences quite a bit and they're stained or painted. And so those are the ones where we really start caring about if it was rift sawn or plain sawn or it was a rotary cut. All There's all different types of cuts and that determine how that wood's going to behave when it's made into the things that it's made into. And so with those type of woods, that's what we see in and furniture, doors, architectural trim work, even cabinetry. There's a lot of plywood and cabinetry, but there's a hardwood as well. Handrails and things like that. Those get made into the things that our fingers are touching, that our eyes are reading the feel and the light across them. And that's more of the visual aspect. But again, I'm going to make a double statement here, a two standard statement. So In my opinion, if you're looking at wood and it's just wood, then we have a problem. And there's two examples I'm going to give, one good and one bad. So laminate, fake wood, I just want to avoid it at all costs. Tile that looks like a wood floor, I also, this is just me, I just want to avoid it. But there are times that I've seen it and it's used very good. And those are the times when they're not trying to make it look like wood, when it's more about the texture of the thing itself. So I think there's a lesson to be learned from Wilson Art laminate that looks like wood or tile that looks like wood. They're successful when it's integrated into the color scheme of the room, the look and feel of the textures, like they're glossy, matte finish, satin, things like that. The way the light is supposed to be hitting things in the room, the scale of the patterns, the way they're done, even things that have a low resolution printout can look good if it's integrated in that way. And so to me, that teaches us or is an example of just throwing wood in there doesn't make the room feel warm. It's the way that it's integrated with the color, the texture, and the craftsmanship of that material. The way the edges are finished, the way the transition to another material is completed. So that brings it into integration. So when I say something shouldn't be itself, a lot of times I do mean that. It's like, we don't want to just use stone for the sake of stone. We want to use it in the way that it wants to be. And there's a a building in St. Augustine, and I believe it may be a part of Flagler College in Florida. But the columns, and I'm not sure if there's a steel column inside or not, because to me, palm trees are vertically, they're not the strongest thing, but I don't know if they did something to treat it or they put steel posts inside. But there's a huge porch on a building in downtown St. Augustine, and each of the posts is made of a palm tree trunk. And I really like the way that it connects to kind of the landscape in that area because there's so many of those palm trees there. And it's just a really neat integration. And it may just be the usage of it because here in Florida, a lot of times you're walking down sidewalks that have rows of palm trees lined up. Very, The spacing is very consistent at the entrance to a neighborhood or on a promenade between neighborhoods and shopping centers and stuff like that. So being in this walkway kind of gave me that same feeling walking in it. And then the detailing at the top and bottom was just very matter of fact. So to me, that was still just literally the tree trunk, but it was integrated so well. And I've seen that done 
Similarly, with regular like huge oak tree trunks still used as columns and buildings and stuff like that. So even though it literally is just its thing, it's still transformative of the space and the narrative of the space in that context. So I'm not saying you just got to make it not look like wood anymore, but we want to focus on the qualities of it instead of just saying, ah, I like wood or it's got to look like a barn or referential to some something else so directly. We want to create the the feeling or the emotion or the memory. Memory is a huge factor. And I haven't talked about that enough. And I think it's so tempting to want to interrupt the sequence of episodes that, that I've been doing for special things like that. But I, I've just thought about that's a really good one is memory. And to me, thought, because memory is a thought. It's not real. It's what we think about something in the past. And so how that plays into architecture. So we talked a little bit about like how the woodcut can be affected on something that's visual or even structurally, obviously, there is a grain to wood in the direction that it runs. If you put the grain the wrong way on something or the orientation, it could be a disaster. One other thing for many people to think about is, is there reclaimed, reused wood, forest stewardship council wood, things like that. If those are the things that are important to you, make sure you understand the implication of how that will work cost-wise, schedule-wise, and as far as availability of material and what we can do with your project. There's so many you can get into. So we really want to hit on the ones that are important for the specific project they were doing with you and the location that it's at and the goals and aims of the use of the, the project. So architecturally, concrete is the main thing that's used as like a mass or a bulk. But the forms that wood is typically used in is linear and planar. So like a handrail could be a, a linear element, right? And paneling would be planar. One interesting technology which has typically been used in office buildings is uh, cross-laminated timber where they make large panels of wood and then they can make larger columns for bigger buildings out of these solid panels of wood. In those scales, I still see them as uh, linear and planar. If it is viable for your project or that important, it'd be really interesting to see how those play into a residential scale because they would take on more of a massive space-defining element. You know, if you've got a 10,000 or 30,000 square foot floor plate versus 2,500 square foot floor plate for a two-story 5,000 square foot house, that's a much different scale to material feeling. And so it could take on that quality. So I'm just saying that because that's a newer thing that really hasn't been used in that way that much. So that could be an interesting way to explore that. The Or millwork kind of takes on more of a massive feeling than linear or planar. And so that is a whole nother, Division 12 later on is a whole nother thing that we will have a pretty much an episode just on talking about casework, millwork, and a product like that. But making those lines and planes of your project come together in a meaningful way to you can really bring the warmth of that material out or the quality that you're wanting to, to communicate with the way that it reacts to light. So, you know, to me, there's a time and a place for everything. But to me, when it's like, let's say you want to do a craftsman style house. I want it to look like Green and Green, who are absolutely amazing architects. You got to look them up to inspiration. Um, you know, I believe some of their stuff is inspired by Japan, maybe Frank Lloyd Wright, even though I think they may have 
I don't know the dates, but it's just me looking at it. Uh, but just great architects to look at. Today, when we're doing that, if you're like, hey, let's just take this wood, I want these details. To me, that becomes more about the picture of those things. And I have, I've worked on a house that was, you know, they wanted to be inspired by a green and greenhouse. And I absolutely loved working for them. This was going back 15 years or so. But today, I'm interested, and I believe you're listening to this because you're interested in seeing what we can discover with play, with professional guided play. So health, safety, and welfare, but what can we do with those things and other people have come up with, like companies like Bole or Denison are really pushing the boundaries of what wood can be and in a way that is uh, proper. So let's continue on this series. Think about play around in your mind with what wood can be, what concrete can be. Enjoy imagining the uses of those things. If you see something in a weird way, even in an industrial setting, it can be translated into a home or a business setting and be something unique to you or to your project or to personal to you. I'm so excited about being able to work with you and be a guide for you on this wood. I want to thank you so much too for everybody who's listening to this. I love sharing about this stuff and you know, just uh, in the past two days, I've had two calls from people. They're like, hey, I listened to the metal episode and I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to try to get a uh, do another metal episode with one of my guys on here because I really want you to hear it from the mouth of the person who's putting their hands on that material for you. So or, um, that's another guest that we're hoping to have on in the future. Thank you so much. Continue enjoying. Let a childlike sense of wonder come over you when you're thinking about these materials and how they can define the spaces that you've always dreamt of living in. My name is JD Carling. If you want to get started on your project, go to ca-rd.com and click book a consultation. If you own your property, we'll help you get on the way. If you are looking for property and you're trying to understand the process of building a custom home, do the same thing and I'll be happy to take time out to uh, discuss it with you for 30 minutes. And I just want to mention one other thing I don't mention <laughs> too much. I always such a fuss. If you go to Spotify or Apple and you listen to this, please give us a five-star rating. It will just help other people to be able to hear this as well. I'm so thankful. Most of the people, I think, go directly to our website and listen to this from listening to it from us posting the video and then word of mouth or just other ways they've gotten in contact with me. But on Spotify and Apple, you can subscribe on there and or, or follow, depending on which one you're using, and uh, it will update you every new episode that comes out. I also want to discuss, we may be switching the time that the episodes are posted from Fridays to Tuesdays. That's in the works. So um, once that goes into full effect, we'll let you know that that's going to happen. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you go from dreaming of living in your custom home to living in the home of your dreams. I'm JD Carling. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. 
If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you.